Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got real cool guests sitting in our couch. By the way, we've met before. You don't, do you remember this? You don't remember this. <gasps> Mark, I, didn't, I, 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 I don't think I met us. you, but we have mutuals. <laughs> yes. Yes, we have mutual friends. We've met before. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. As a man who was giving you the backstory is how we ended up here. Yeah. Right or right before that time or right when I quit my job. Yep. At, uh, we've met before. Oh. But anyway, we'll talk. We'll you talk you about that. that. Set me up. Surprise. Uh, yeah. Dun, dun, we're we're dun, sitting dun. here warming up this whole time. He's like, oh, we met before now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he, did, he did save that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, hey, everyone. It's Amanda. We have Erin Finney on she's, our couch. She's getting shakes right now. And, no. Uh, yeah. no, I'm not I'm nervous. Kidding. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> they are the owners of East York Massage and Physiotherapy Studio in East York, as the name says. And uh, we've... We're we're familiar with the clinic, Mark more so than I, as you will get into, because Mark's been in the clinic. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Anyhow. Surprises all over I the place. know. Surprises all over. Well, we are familiar with the clinic because we've seen a video that had been circulating. Uh, these two are have been trying to hire massage therapists and been having some difficulty. So Aaron sent me a message a few weeks back saying, um, saying has anybody fuck? else? Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. I don't, know, I don't know if it was worded like that, but. It was, a little, it was a little more polite, but yes. <laughs> well, Aaron reached out and said, um, have you had other clinic owners who are struggling to find therapists? And we do know a lot of clinic owners who have been having an issue and we thought maybe we can discuss you know what is happening because we did have a massage therapist on um, I want to say almost two years ago who talked about what not to do in job postings and why people might not be attracted to your clinic so I thought let's talk from the clinic owner's side and you know what is happening there I forgot all about that yeah we did do that it was a couple years ago yeah (laughs) I totally forgot yeah so uh before we get started let's do some introductions so you guys can rock paper scissors who goes first um apparently not even not even even a game eh? just like just the points you you go first it's the we're married it's a it's a it's a you know long-standing marriage relationship I get it I get it all right big time we're used to our our roles in the relationship right the division of labor the roles in a, in a relationship and uh, I, I'm the extroverted one apparently so uh, I'm Fene White I'm a registered physiotherapist and uh, we started our baby together in 2015 uh, I've been a licensed physiotherapist since 2011 um, and Erin and I met in 2012 well let her introduce herself first wow before we tell our story. Yeah. So I'm a massage therapist. I won't tell you when I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it a while. Yeah, Finney and I worked together previously and just had some really great visions for what we wanted for our for our clients. Yeah. And we ran with it and opened a practice and we're thrilled. We love it. And we just want to grow that similar uh, vibe that we have. And so finding the right massage therapist is part of that. And it's been a struggle. How long were you guys working together before you started your business in 2015? Maybe about two and a half years. Did you like each other when you first met each other? Or was it like, who the hell is this Yeah, person? was it was it love at first sight, instant connection, or you had to grow on each yeah, other? Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. Like, I was pregnant. So I actually met her 
uh, and then we didn't work at all for a year. I was I was about I was huge pregnant. I was you know eight months or something, and I just got a new job at this at this clinic. And she kind of came up to me like it's like how many months are you like touch the belly and uh i was just like <laughs> i don't even know you what do you Why? mean touching my yeah. belly that's a, that's a massage <laughs> there's no physical boundaries no there's no none, physical boundaries none. None. No. and then but <laughs> the big secret was is that she was pregnant at the same time uh, so oh. she was like oh i'm pregnant too so our kids are six months apart as that's a matter cool. of fact oh. and uh yeah it was re- it was very cool so i went back to work i guess a little bit before she came back uh and yeah, she was the distracting one. I'd be busy trying to take my clinical notes, like working in a corner, and she'd be like, "So, what are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and we I would. I get it, Erin. I'm exactly like that. I'm so annoying to do work around because I'm like, "What you doing? What you writing? What you reading?" See, tell me ev- about it. <laughs> honestly, every time I've worked at a, at a multidisciplinary clinic, I've never, I've never really interacted with anybody else other than massage therapists that I would see in the hallway between treatments because it's always been everywhere I've worked that's been multidisciplinary. It's always been a larger facility where it's like physios way over there somewhere, Cairo's way over here oh. somewhere, massage you're over here somewhere. And it's always been this massive split of people. So no. it would only be the after after work beers that we'd all get together. And that was just few and far between anyway, except for you know, a couple no, of people. No, this but. was small. It was just basically her and I and the receptionist. Was a physio owned place? Was this a, is this a Cairo owned place? Is this a chain? You don't have to say anything It was a Cairo it. who owned it. Okay. And what about working there made you guys say, mm, you know, let's do something on our own. Because there's got to be something about the workplace that makes you say, I got to... faces, yeah. so I, I know there's a story. <laughs> there's got to be something about the workplace oh. that says, we can do something better here. Let's 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 take off and do something better on our own. It was client care, to be honest. So yeah. I had been there for like six years. And, you know, you, you build this loyal, loyal, amazing clientele. We're in this awesome little community. Mm-hmm. And um, we just wanted better space for them to be honest gotcha. we uh, had awesome referrals between the two of us and we worked really well together right, right, so we right. wanted to run with that and i'd say our clinic is different uh from what you explained because our team is always together mm. and always talking and always um discussing cases and it's really open so it's like really that. it's really multidisciplinary it's and true it's, it's, it's true interdisciplinary together. care yeah, yeah, true yeah. interdisciplinary care you know we uh yeah there was no vibe at that last place there's no it just didn't have Everyone an energy show up do your job go home kind of thing absolutely right? exactly. that same you know what i have my business within your business attitude and we're just contractors passing ships in the night and right. nobody's really talking about what's best for the client. If you co-treat, why are we not speaking to each other about mm-hmm. what is happening with this client? Right, you know, right, right. it's like, oh, you're just going to read my file and I'm just going to read your file, but we're not actually going to speak to each other. That makes no sense at all. Which was actually uh, one of the biggest things that we wanted to build. Yeah. And so we do. We have team meetings. We have rounds. We have so many opportunities for people to share and get together. Yeah, we we really we wanted to culture an environment where the patients felt number one very comfortable. They felt relaxed. Mm-hmm. They felt uh, happy. Like they were coming into a place where they felt like it's family. You know, it's community. Um, and so and we they do. Yeah, That's we so and, awesome. and, and and from start to finish, just in terms of how the studio itself looks. You know, just the. the 
rolling your towels in the bathroom, you know, making mm. sure your bathroom is clean and tidy. And then I and appreciate your room. that disgusting bathroom. I'm, out. I'm never coming back. Yeah. <laughs> we had. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, 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 another little vision. Yes. Yeah. Just we had a lot of similar visions. Yeah. And then. But to be honest, I don't think either of us really thought uh we were going to be opening a business initially. No, we had no idea. Oh. We wanted a space to just treat together. Oh, so you guys were thinking just opening a place that was just going to be the two of you working together. So then together. How, how, do you, how do you go from that to, to what you're doing now? People literally walked in and was just like, are you hiring? <laughs> so uh, we, we had an awesome, awesome, we have an amazing clientele. East York is one of the most loyal communities. I've worked in Liberty Village. I work right downtown right. beside the Rat Royal Alexandra Theater. East Yorkers, are a special kind of people. Absolutely. I've got a lot of friends from <laughs> yep. East York. When you are born in East York, you are East York forever. They cry when they have to leave East York. I yep. know a lot of East York people who have I love EY tattooed on their bodies. Like <laughs> East York people are serious. It's a different Serious thing. about their community. So much so, I call myself an honorary East Yorker. I don't live there because it's not so easy to just pick up and move your house these days. But <laughs> I, for some reason, have been called to O'Connor Drive since 2002. I started off there as a kinesiologist mm. at a rehab clinic that's less than 600 meters away from where we are now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I went back to school, did the, my physical therapy degree, and then got called back to the clinic where I met Aaron by a friend who was also working there. And that was at O'Connor and... St. Clair. Mm, you guys don't leave that street, eh? No. Something <laughs> it's, it's crazy. You know that, man. East Yorkers yeah, are yeah, East yeah. Yorkers. Well, and that's the other reason, right, is our clients wouldn't go anywhere else. So when we moved, we knew we had to go somewhere where they could walk, where they could park. Did you guys butt heads with clinic owner when you guys left and all the clientele left along with you guys? There's more faces happening. Yeah, yeah. We shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we will not talk That's about an that. off mic. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. I have to say, one of the questions I was thinking about asking you before we even came in here, you've pretty much already answered because when I'm talking to clinic owners and they're telling me that they're struggling to find new people to bring, you know, to bring onto their team, I'm always saying to them, well, people are looking for, um, you know, authenticity. They want to know that they want to know you. They want to understand what the culture is, what the environment is, who the people are. Like they don't want it to be fake, like give as much as you can. And so when I first watched that video of you, I had I didn't know you. Right. So I first watched the video and you can ask Mark. I said, do you think this is how they really are? Hmm. Like, do I, I was curious. I'm like, do you think that they're really this close and the clinic is really like this and such a like close? But. Now you've answered that. That really is who you guys are. You all work really, really closely together, right? So we hate that video. So thanks for saying that. (laughs) Why? Why do you? Why do you you hate hate about it? Why do you hate that video? Okay, time out, time out, time out. Whose idea was it to do the video? Was it someone else's or was it one of you guys? It was someone else's. Okay, yeah, so can we do a little bit of background to what this video is that we're talking about? Can oh, you guys yeah, give some us the people may not it? have seen it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I found it really interesting, actually, that when I contacted you guys, you knew us via that video. Yes. Yeah, which was really neat. And so a lot more people are seeing it than we think. Yeah. Um, we were, we, you know, a little bit of business coaching on the side, you know, to grow our business. And yeah. their their suggestion is to try it a different way. Everyone else is posting jobs. Everyone else is, you know, uh, recruiting, but no one else has a video for you to look at. So make it interesting, make right. it fun yeah. and show them who you really are. So that's 
the take we took. So it was your business coach's idea. You're, you're having trouble with staffing. Yeah. Your business coach says, okay, you do this on social media, uh, put a video out. And I understand why, because video just gets tons of views yep. in comparison yeah. to like a job I posting. I like the or idea still, of the still video, picture. for yeah, sure. Because yeah. you yeah. got to see inside your clinic. You actually got to see your faces. So yeah. who kind of was the artist behind the video? Like who decided, like this is what the, who did the storyboards for the video? We wrote the script together. Okay. We wrote the script together. Uh, and true to East York form, one of our patients filled it. Like when we when we did the studio, we had patients come and do the demo. Like they right, were right, happy right. for us. Like they wanted to follow us somewhere. Uh, we, our patient did our logos. We had a patient who did the layout of the studio for right, us. Right, right. So anyway, we did the script together, and one of one of our one of our patients came and filled it for us. And yeah, we 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 just asked our current staff to listen just from the heart we didn't we didn't script those things we said tell us what you like about working with us right. you know you so put that together real. yeah we put that together so now what about the video do you not like uh, oh, just being on video <laughs> <laughs> they're literally cringing yeah like, like, they're sinking sinking if there was a cringe face emoji they just did it <laughs> um no i get it you know what i think i think we're happier more spontaneous laughy people that we yeah. come off in that video i feel like we're like well and what you like about like, i don't know i think we felt less un- authentic you're saying right. ironic that you're saying it's authentic when we look back at it we're like That's this not so how this is this is the message i wanted to get is that when i watched it i had the question yeah is this how they are because and I mean, I'm not criticizing, but you did look a little uncomfortable in the yeah. video, right? And yeah. now I'm sitting here talking to you guys and I'm like, I get you and you are those people. Yeah. But because you were following the script, yeah. maybe it seemed like you're not those people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's hard to say you're just going to go and freestyle it because then it's hard. Then you could be way off track and you're talking about whatever for however long. And we just we wanted to relay a message. So we felt we need to write out some stuff. But then when you do that, it's just it's hard to it's hard to be yourself especially if you don't like being on camera yeah being on camera sucks if you don't like being on camera to begin with and then if you force yourself to be a certain way and this is what I want to know did you feel like you had to put on this kind of mm, for lack of a better way of saying it professional, professional. Yes. looking yeah. face to it yep yes for sure if you were to do it again what would it sound like and what would it look like I'm just out of curiosity well we're taking this feedback because someone else said that to us recently right yeah you girls laugh way more than that you guys have way more fun you look scared yeah, yeah. <laughs> what on earth is that like the, the guy that's talking like to you like the cops are like, at the yeah, door he's like, <laughs> like Fene you're one of my top five happiest people I've ever met in my life he's just like you look scared in that video like you should drop drop the video no he didn't tell me to drop it but he was yeah. like yeah maybe maybe I don't know I it would maybe it would be a conversation you know maybe i'd be mm-hmm. talking to Aaron, or it would be something that was more natural and somebody's taping it like yeah, i i don't i don't quite know but it's, it would it's be. so fucked up cuz i i say this shit all the time cuz i love watching television i like watching movies but i don't watch it for the same things that people watch it for yeah. like i watch it for like 
I watch it for the writing. I watch it for the way an actor does something with a line. I watch it for, I, I watch it for how difficult it is. And so even, we have discussions throughout yeah, entire we, yeah, it, TV it, shows. It sucks and watching. We don't TV actually watch it. It really does. We're talking about like that was so good. Did you hear how he go back? Let's listen to that again. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. it's because people don't reckon because people on TV are so fucking natural. They do yeah. it so well. They're so well trained. They're they're such an artist that yep. it just feels and looks just like nothing. But yep. that is so fucking difficult. And the other night we were talking about this, I was like, you know what the funny thing is? Like professional actors, they probably shit on WWE wrestlers. And I'm like, but those <laughs> guys are acting. fucking acting. Like yeah. they're act those fuckers are acting, acting. Like you don't <laughs> yeah. even think I don't even think of you as another person other than this character that you're being right now. Yeah. And you just anyway, just the whole even, bit. Even the whole thing yeah. at the beginning, like, I want you. I'm gonna get yeah. you. <laughs> wow. I should be one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is very, it is very, very awkward being on camera. Oh, the takes, man! Yeah. The takes. Oh, take. Welcome to. Oh, and then you can't, even, you don't, you you can't even help you make that sound. You're like, oh, stop, stop, yeah. do it again, do so it again. So it's interesting. It was our first go at it too. So yeah, yeah, it's it's always the learning curve. And yeah, then absolutely. and then you just wanted to get it over with. So I was just like, you know, we're not doing it again. After a while, <laughs> after a while, we didn't care. We was just like, no, yeah. that's gonna have to do. No. That take is the take. It is. We're it. done. That's that. That we're done. We're done, and you're not coming back tomorrow because we're not doing this again. That's right. That actually was so, said. Yeah. We- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were like, yeah, no. I so, love the idea, though. I, I love, love the. the that's the thing is, I love the idea of the video, and I think you guys, like, from getting the feedback, are realizing like this was a good idea. Yeah, yeah. it just didn't exactly capture you two. And I think you know when trying to hire people to that are going to be um, the right fit for your team and for your clinic, they need to see you two. Sure. And you two were sort of there, but <laughs> yes, a little yeah. more afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Sure. Like e- even in the end, the, like the way we ended it, we're both sitting on the bench looking terrified. <laughs> this is all I can think of. We just look terrified. Uh, okay, so if you respond like this, please. And then the music was sad. Like you know, I probably would have played. Oh, was the music Drake sad? or something? I, I don't remember the music. It's like yeah. relaxing music. It's, right, right. Oh, it's it very, relaxing. very something a little more upbeat. tinkly. You know, I would have played a hip hop song or something. Yeah, yeah. If I did it over, what kind of like music do you do you guys play in the studio? Like, if you're doing a treatment, Aaron, I don't know, Fine, if you use music when you're doing treatments. Yeah, you do. We all, we all, all, th- all the therapists. What kind of music. music is playing in the studio? This is what I love. We all <laughs> just bring our personality. So uh, sometimes I'll have like a R and B. So I play. I I'll play a lot of relaxing music, like ambient. I'll do ambient spa. It depends on how I feel. I think I started to switch it up though once Daniel came on board because daniel plays oh, yeah. anything 60s, mm-hmm. he plays jazz yeah. rock and roll Whatever anything it's and fun. you you think it should just be very spotish music but i came one day i was like oh i like that you mm-hmm. know he was playing he plays a lot of blues music yeah. sometimes and uh but anything like i think i heard oh, what did i hear the other day and i was like daniel what are you playing and he's like yeah that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> so I like it. I love it though. And we did. We had a massage therapist who played a lot of R and B in yep. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do tend to stick to relaxing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do. They walk in. The clients say, "Oh, you know, after their hard day, and they're just like melt, and they're like, it's so nice in here. It's so that's relaxing. probably the number one feedback they yeah. get is that they feel the environment's really 
zen it's like this is this is this is such a nice feel your mm. space is warm and comfortable and nice so so why are we having a hard time yeah i was gonna say you guys created your vision you have a beautiful space you have loyal clients east yorkers will stay with you forever and ever and ever and ever sounds like a dream everything is great and now you need more staff because you're busy right absolutely yeah. so so what's the staff situation yeah, what right is, now what's happening like how many people we got what are the disciplines so we have two massage uh two physiotherapists okay Three, uh, including yourself. Yes. <laughs> How many massage therapists? You don't count because no. because no. you're full and yeah. no one else can get with you. Anyway. I, I don't count anymore. Just yeah. living, living off of the remnants. <laughs> so we have one, two, three. We have four massage therapists. Five is coming on board. Oh, nice. Ooh. So we did uh, recruit one, uh, which is great news. But we still have room and we still have the clients. And we just hired our first time. Uh, full-time clinical receptionist. Yeah, nice, nice. Huge, huge, Yay. because that's been Aaron and I the whole time, and right. uh, that was extremely stressful. Yeah. And then we also have a resident, like a chiropractor who comes in once a week and a chiropodist who comes in once a month. Yep. So lots going on, and but lots and lots of clients who want massage. So you still need more. Yeah. We do. So unfortunately, during the pandemic, we lost two of our full-time therapists who okay. did a lot of weekends and evenings, and those clients are still there. Right. I got some really neat feedback from uh, someone I was speaking to last week, and she said, well, if I came on board, would you be busy? And it was funny because we don't even question that. Of course, we have people waiting, waiting, mm -hmm. waiting. Um, but I, maybe it's maybe it's the location. It's not the hugest walk by traffic area, but it's East York. You have to know. You mm -hmm. know, the people are hiding in the side streets in the little community, and they they're and coming. they and they all talk to each other. Yeah, they all know each other. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Be oh my gosh. Yes. The refer the word of mouth referral is is crazy, but we won't skirt around the issue. It is hard to find therapists because they want huge splits. And I think that dun, that dun, dun. is, I think that <laughs> is the number one thing. They, well, new grads are coming in talking about, okay, so I want a contractor position and I want 70%. And it's like, okay. Hmm. It does and like I want everything. Yeah. Everything yes. Else. And you're going to supply so, me your clients. Yeah. Full books. Lotion, reception, laundry, everything done for so me. So this is the issue is people are coming in with a list of demands. They want to be an employee is what they want to be. But they don't They don't want that title and they don't want that pay. We want an employee. They want to have a business within our business. Right, right, right. So we've changed our structure. We went from, you know, the desperate approach, you know, I'll give you whatever you need. Just come on board. Yep. Mm -hmm. But then we realized, you know, who we really want in our family yeah and we're not settling on that for one thing uh but we've also changed to employee status because we think it's a great offering we're gonna pay you hourly mm -hmm. you're gonna get paid um you know whether you're booked or not not talking about just free hours here and there but talking about those 15 minute buffers in between yeah right. you have a cancellation which day. happens like that that yep. kills you as a contractor. You and that, get your taxes happen. taken off, your EI, your CPP, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. These are these are all things that, and especially for new grads, they don't even consider yet. They don't know how to work that yet. They don't yeah. know they need to save for the tax man. 
They don't understand to put aside that money yet. I learned the hard way. Uh, every, everybody, <laughs> exactly. Everybody who's way. been in it and actually lived learned that the hard way. I don't care who you are. I'll you never you had that hard lesson. I will never forget <laughs> my first year working on my own and my accountant texting me and saying, okay, like I finished everything up. And I was like, just give me the number. Like, what am I going to owe an income tax? And he writes back to me something like $13,000. I was like, no, no, I, I think you made a mistake. I'm like, did you mean three? He goes, $13,000. No. Like, no, no. I think you made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell me yeah. you made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. And then HST, like yeah. all of these things that we don't consider in the beginning. Yeah. We learn, but you know, we try our best, but at the end of the year, there's still always a the tax man knocking at the door, right? Yeah. We have so the mentorship. Nice benefit. We yeah. And that's I think the thing that we do a little bit differently. Yeah. To Aaron's point, switching it up to really just making it be about the value you're going to learn to become a, a really good practitioner too. I mean, we have practitioner on our team who's been a physiotherapist for 20 years already mm-hmm. and he's finding high value in the fact that we have these weekly meetings and weekly one-on-ones where we talk to him about how to have good patient retention. You know, we're not, you know, bringing in new clients and then who cares? We're just pumping in new clients and then you're not really treating them properly, providing mm-hmm. them with a treatment plan so they understand how to see their journey from start to realizing their outcomes. Uh, we're training you on how to do that. And that should not be something that's just taken lightly. You know, the, the lot, I worked in tons of places where they were like, good, your split is 50 or 60. Go to this room and do as you will. Mm-hmm. So nobody taught us how to do that. We had to learn over all these years. And we're imparting that on you now, too. And not everybody has that. Believe you me, we, we're learning that now working with staff. Um so we, we just, I, I think too, with the contractor mentality, I'm coming in, I'm seeing whoever and then leaving. I, it just took away from the team interdisciplinary thing that we want going on. You know, we have clinical rounds. We meet once a month where we bring out our tough cases and we're putting six heads on one person's outcomes. You know, mm-hmm. we're all trying to see what we can do to make sure that patient gets better and that just that just doesn't exist other places we offer a continuing education allowance um yeah we have we have some good perks to offer and so if you come in asking for 70%, that doesn't really work. Right. Well, this is this is a wildly specific person you're looking for, right? Because there are a lot of RMTs who want to be the subcontractor and want to be self-employed. I'm putting in air quotes because yep. really, I think they want the title of self-employed, but they all the things you guys are offering, I think would be appealing to a lot of therapists, especially new grads. It's they... I think maybe have this mentality that they're supposed to be self-employed. I hear this a lot from therapists that they don't want to be employees. And the minute they hear that, it's like, oh, because then I have somebody telling me my schedule and, you know, when I'm But in most places when you work, quote unquote, as an independent they contractor, do it anyway. you're they being do told it that shit anyway. anyway. Yeah. Well, so here's the gray area, right? Do you want to be an employee and do you want to be given your hours and sort of um, taken care of? Or do you want to be self-employed and do all the work yourself? Mm-hmm. So if you're self-employed as a contractor, 
that comes with responsibility, right? So building a clientele, um, you know, hustling, keeping that clientele with the treatment plans and doing it well, so they keep coming back. So things like that go into it. But when you, I'm, I'm just hearing a lot more now about this contractor mentality, but they still want everything done for you. Right. So it's like they want to be a, con- they want to work for themselves, but they want the employee benefits of you doing everything for them. It's a really muddy area. And I know I, I'm reading a lot right now about, well, everywhere is hiring. So ask for whatever you want and, you know, demand it kind of. And so I think this is where we're getting. It's we're such a out. weird go because I, before I get into that, when you guys switched over from having your independent contractors to employees, were there people that went through that transition with you guys or did you, did we lose a bunch of stuff and then we're like, let's just change this all over right now. That's what happened. Okay, cool, 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 cool. What made, what made us lose stuff? Just out of curiosity. You don't have to say anything if you don't want to. <laughs> COVID burnout, I would say. Yeah. So this is all COVID kind of stuff that really fucked it up for you guys. Though. No. No. Okay. She's being the diplomatic one. Okay. And that's okay. the role. You that's know, role. this is our that's marriage. She's she's the she's the good one. So far I'm so far I'm realizing that Aaron and I are the same and Mark and Finney are the same. <laughs> really? I am the diplomatic one. I'm the introverted one. Oh right, that's true. You got you are the introverted one. That's yeah. the that's the one difference here. I think there you're you secretly introverted. Are you introverted, really? Extremely, yeah. Well I am. Yes. Okay. I hate people for the most part. That is true. Yeah. And <laughs> I kind of got that when I'm, I first came in the studio. You didn't say hi. Uh, I have. <laughs> <I'm> also, <laughs> but I'm also comfortable with silence and not talking. That's like, right. I'm really comfortable with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not me. I am. I love that. It was a little bit of both. <laughs> she's being diplomatic. You wanted yes. to tell the story, and if she's going yes. too far, it just. No, no, no. No, I won't go too far at all. But I think it was not just COVID burnout. I think it was exactly what you just said. When we uh, decided we wanted to put some different systems in place. Everyone's like, fuck it, I'm out. Yep. Okay. It, and it was it, it's it's i'm a contractor don't tell me what to do gotcha and so when we wanted to make you know really solidify our dream of the true interdisciplinary uh care and that team you know yeah, just putting, putting in, a little bit more forward yeah it's such to. a weird fucking go the whole thing <laughs> is just a weird it's a weird thing to navigate because you've come from the place of being an independent contractor so you can you can empathize with that person that comes out of school that's been working for many many years and like no man i I think i'm worth 70 percent of whatever you charge here and blah 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 blah. so i i get that but then you're also the fucking clinic owner and you're trying to make someone see like i'm trying to create a comfortable um work environment i'm trying to create a successful work environment for not just you but for us and basically if we can't get this 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 beast to 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 work properly then it's gonna work for nobody like you i won't like it here and this place is gonna close down and you won't have a place to go to work so like let's work together on this it's it's such a really weird fucking go you want to come in and talk to the peoples like we we don't have anybody like that on our team now but like it's you hit it dead on the head Aaron and I were just having that conversation before coming in it's just like but don't they even understand that we are on both sides of the story we yeah. we were those contractors that made 60 70 percent 80 percent and we we get it and now that we're business owners we understand that uh guess what there's overhead 
there's wages, yep. there's all of the support that you have, and that has to be at least half of the story. Like you're walking in to to your space that you don't pay rent in, you're walking into your reception or assistance and, and help, you have, you, these are not your washing machines, this is not your IP, you wear none of the risk, and um, you're also provided all of your clients, you, your sheets, your oils, your everything, you yeah. just have to show up for work, and we're not, we're not playing that down at all, which is why right. we want to culture you as a professional see here's here's the the biggest issue i think i'm, I'm with mark this is such a weird go like it's, it's hard this to fine navigate. dance it's hard to navigate because as clinic owners you guys have the right to operate your business however you want you have a dream you're trying to actualize this and build the business you want and being truly interdisciplinary you've both realized it's best to have everybody on an employee structure because then you do have a little more control contractors as you said it's business within a business it's very different you can't tell a contractor you have to work these hours you have to do this here you have to is, show up and be collaborative is and- a big issue though is there's many 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 clinics and mark and i teach a business course. And we're always, by the way, rah, rah, go therapists, ask for what you want, negotiate those contracts. Negotiate, absolutely. Right? Negotiate those contracts. Doesn't mean someone has to take you up the on it. The issue is that there's so many clinics who are mislabeling, misclassifying their contractors, um, misclassifying their employees as contractors. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're they're doing the stuff. They're doing everything. So, you know, the contractors are showing up to a room that already has all the linens, all the lotion. They have washer and dryer on site. I I did myself. I worked in a clinic where I was renting a room. Technically, that should just be my business, right? So mm-hmm. I had I had the ability to set my own schedule. I had the ability to, um, you know, basically work however I wanted as long as I paid the rent. But she provided everything down to my receipt books, down to the the treatment pages, like everything was and there for me, right? To the CRA, then you need you're to an employee. employee. Exactly. exactly. So this Fun is fact. the issue <laughs> is that, and and we, whenever we teach oh, this, yeah, because people have no idea. Because you guys are doing it right because in this scenario, if, if you kept going on with these people being independent contractors, and I'm not saying you treated them as employees, but if it, it resembled it in any way, shape or form, you can get so fucking burned on that in the end. All it takes is for one of, one of your people to call up the CRA and say, listen, or when tax time comes Long saying, I listen. I'm actually been misclassified the whole time. You should go check out these people. They're going to owe you CPP. They're going to owe you back EI and yeah. all the rest of it. But this is the thing: the people don't understand this. Yeah, they want to be an employee because everything, but they provided. want to be titled an independent <laughs> contractor and do whatever they want. Right. So it's a really gray area, and I really wanted to bring that to the attention of everybody out there because, truthfully, we're just doing business right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Basically. diplomatic one over here. I mean, if yeah, if you're if if you're gonna do I've it the way, the way excited everybody, the way you want to do it, then you're doing business right. You're absolutely correct. You are doing it right. And um, when it comes down to the splits too, I just wanted to bring this up. Like, yes, we tell therapists go in and negotiate for what you want. And yes, if a clinic is offering you a very low split, basically, it's if a clinic's offering you a low split, that means they're providing a little bit more, right? You know, part of the split they're taking is because maybe they are paying for the marketing, maybe because they are. Providing on-site lawn, whatever it is. If you're asking for something like 70%, 
you have to take on the fucking responsibility of 70% then. This yeah, is I agree. It. If you're taking 70%, that means you need to be you the one something. responsible for putting people on treatment plans and exactly. maintaining client retention and bringing in new people, doing something. And splits don't mean fucking shit if you ain't busy. So like, well, exactly. I, yeah, who cares about a split at the end of the day? Sometimes it's how much I'm going to make at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, at which, the end of the which year. Which is how it should be. Whether it's a split or you're getting paid a salary or hourly wage or whatever it is, you need to think about how much money, how much income do I want? So if you're getting a 70% split, but you're only seeing four patients a day because you don't want to put it in the work and Good the clinic's like, fuck, I, I don't care. Good then yeah. <laughs> then who cares, right? Fucking stupid. Take well, this is the it too. Hourly. Like, again, I won't mention how long I've been practicing, but you when can. I started, Why do you keep saying that? No, you I literally mean, look like you're a decade younger <laughs> than I am. So, but I'm just coming to. I'm having this moment in my life right now. I don't know why either. I with okay. you guys. Anyway, young, it doesn't matter. Young. When I started, <laughs> when I started, you used to be self-employed. And it was a given. You had I walked around the streets handing out cards to people. As did I. And we I hustled. Did so many fairs. So and do I you? Did so many free. Do you think these these kids and their work life balance and everything else don't understand? I understand work life balance is important because every time I say that, I feel like I'm going to get eyes from you. I I was looking at them. Cool. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Super so important. I, I I feel like there's a whole bunch of fucking kids that don't get like you got to fucking work your ass off a little bit. You you got to eat shit for a little bit. It can't work life balance doesn't mean anything at the beginning because if you work life balance from the beginning 10 years from now you ain't going to have nothing. How you build your clientele? Exactly. You had to work the nights and the you weekends. You have got to fucking hustle it a little bit. Yeah, for but the first oh, she said 5 it. years of my mm-hmm. career. She finally said it. I I, 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 I tried to like blow over that. That was the beginning. That was the one five one five. Is that what you said? One one ten, five ten ten. She ten, said she did it ten. for ten years, I'm but like, she's I'm longer at than that. Eighteen years now. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. cool Good for right you. Nice. Yeah, and we hustled. I think I think that's why we trusted each other to be business partners. There was always that trust because there was that mutual hustle inside of us. Like we, the 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 Cairo who owned the clinic we used to be at um we we were doing everything we were building you're building their clientele we were building we we were coming up with the ideas we were like let's do a workshop let's do this let's go put out these flyers let's go do this let's go do that and we were we had that fire in the belly to go find our clients and we and we stuck with it even when we opened up our own spot we did fairs right it spread more and more schools started asking us to come to their school fundraisers where we would we'd bring our chairs and our tables and yep. you know for free we took no no proceeds we're just like nope this all goes to your fundraising but it was also marketing for us exactly. we got ourselves yeah. out there and it wasn't just children who think that way ironically because of some of the staff we lost that was one of the things we had somebody on 70 percent, and one of the things we needed and, and and this was like such a simple ask. We were like, okay, our clientele is so loyal. Our community loves us so much. They invite us out to these things. So as a part of making your 70%, you the back. one thing we ask is that you give back. Mm-hmm. We we do these fairs. There's usually about five to six that come around summertime. We need you to participate in maximum one. Mm. This is three hours of your time. And between all the therapists we have, if everybody just got to, goes to one fair, then that's we can manage this and we right, can right, right. serve the community. And no, nobody does anything for free, Finay. I was like, oh, okay. See, that's weird to me. The, the, because this, these are the clients that are filling your books right now. But you want to know something? Like, 
Good. I get that, it. That person has no business being in a not, clinic like yours team, because yeah. you're you're running a community clinic, right? They have no business working there if they don't want to be part of the community. You want to just go make your 70% somewhere and have no responsibility. But especially Bye. because the expectation was already laid out. Yep. Right? The expectation is there. You came aboard knowing this is the expectation of you. You stayed on earning your great 70% knowing that was the expectation of you. And then you go do something like that. Fuck off then. Take, take your <laughs> Shit, take your shit and leave now. Thank God I don't have to adhere to labor laws because you're an independent contractor. Pack up your shit and leave right now. But And the contractors who stayed with us mm-hmm. have that. They want to serve their community. Good. They want to that's, have the team good. meetings to better themselves. And they can also see that it's it's helping everybody, right? Like Mark and I have both worked at clinics where we've had to do this stuff where, I mean, not had to, but we happily do this stuff where we go into the community events and there were because places- it helps you as the therapist as well. And like, there, were, there were places though that I just didn't do it at that place because the expectation wasn't laid out from the beginning and you spring it on me last second. Yes, I'm like, no, 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 no. Yes. That's, that's not what I came on board to do here. Yeah. And, and based on what I'm getting paid here, I'm here to provide the service and that's about it. But yeah, right. it, you know, if every, if the expectations are laid out from the beginning and then someone changes their mind, then fuck them. That's what I would say. Yeah. But I, I like the fucking environment. I don't know why you guys are having such a hard time. Well, you know, okay. Why are you guys having such a hard time? Why <laughs> so is we, this hard? we know that one thing is because of the expectations of therapists who want to be subcontractors gotcha. and who want to make a split. Right. Why else do you think you're having an issue? In the last year or so, we've been blaming it on COVID okay. and the lack of grads coming out. Mm. So truthfully, I think I've been recruiting. I'll tell you about the recruitment process as well. Yep. Um, but the recruiting, it was so quiet um, because the CMTO and the exams and everything else was backlogged. So I think it's coming out a little little quicker now mm-hmm. so there's hope but um i think that was something to do are you guys specifically looking for new grads like do you find no. that's no? no no we've added that to our post since because we thought well maybe maybe they don't i don't, I don't know what the mentality is around being a new grad to be honest but i know a lot of the places where we post like indeed for example it says how many years experience do you want and the lowest you can put is one year hmm. so we are, oh. we're just making a point to say new grads are welcome right, right, new right. grads welcome right but yeah. you're open to any level of experience as Absolutely. long as it's somebody who's willing to be part of the team participate in the training they we want love it okay yeah, like absolutely we said, we've got, uh 20 year uh, veteran and we've Absolutely. got a new grad now so and everywhere in between have you guys been getting a lot of a lot of inquiries with your with your job postings or no no i no i wouldn't say no, it's what, a lot of no. cold let me ask you a question then. Outreach. What, what does what is other than the video what's in your job posting because i we had demi come on and, and and talk to us a little bit about what she would like to hear in job postings nikki talks about what so she would few, like to so hear what in job posting so on, all the things time that they were saying is um be forthcoming with the structure, the pay structure. So if it is a split, just say right up front. It's this is what the split is. Split. This is what we charge. This is what the split is. Right. Or okay. if it's an hourly rate, this is what the hourly rate is. Like be it forthcoming have to be with the expectations for work hours. So is this, you know, instead of saying just full time or part time, specific. So like we're looking for somebody for Tuesday and Thursday evenings from you know four to nine or right. whatever. And if it that's is. flexible, so let it know it's flexible. If that's, if that's flexible. firm, let it know that that's firm. That type of thing. I yeah, think we've done both ways and. In that sense, yeah, you know, when yeah. we've had specific days open, we've listed it like that. Yeah. And now, you know, in the last year or so, we've uh, had like a full time position open. <laughs> so we've listed it like that. So. Right, 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 right. It's interesting. It's such a hard goal. 
because everybody's feeling yeah. this. Everybody. And why is, is everybody feel? And, and you hear that. So you hear that so many because we, clinics are having a hard time exactly, hiring. So that where are all these we're running into therapists? people all the time? I get I get text messages and Facebook fucking messages. Like I swear to you, twice a week at a minimum, saying, "Hey man, I got a clinic here. If you know anyone that's looking, send them my way. If I you know anyone, I get them all well. the fucking so time." Is there a shortage of RMTs then at school? No, or? I don't think there's a shortage of RMTs at all. I think there's just a high demand. I think for there's a lot a of few, jobs. Yeah, a few things. Um, some of the chains. So, for example, Massage Addict. They recruit straight new grads from straight from school, yeah. and that is attractive for new grads because they know right away, like, oh, my schedule is going to be filled, and massage addicts are everywhere, and blah blah blah. blah. You're going to be broken. So a lot of a lot of <laughs> new grads go straight there. Yeah. Um, and then there's the mentality that we were just talking about, where I don't want to be an employee. So I think that's one issue. But then clinics that are offering rent based agreements or splits, I don't know why they're having such an issue. Um, I wanted to touch on something Aaron said, and yeah, I've yeah. been holding on to it. But if I keep holding on to it, it's just going to fall right out of my brain. Um, um, about uh, people coming on and not wanting to put in the work. The first place that I ever started working at, um, it was a Cairo-owned Chiro, uh, clinic, and she wanted somebody to come in and rent her space. And what she wanted was the business within the business. Like, you do your thing, just pay me my rent, whatever. But she also wanted to be collaborative. It was easy enough because it was a small space, right? So it was just her and I and like one or two other practitioners. So we were truly collaborative. We had monthly meetings. Like, we worked really well together. Um, but I was able to sort of work the way I wanted to work because I was just paying rent. And I remember her and I having a conversation when I was going to go um, on maternity leave and she was afraid of having to find somebody else to to work because her and I worked well together. And she said, RMTs are just so entitled. And I remember I initially got so offended and I'm like, I was like, what do you mean by that? She's like, before you came in here and wanted to hustle and build a practice and do whatever, she said, every person that would come in here, even though I'm offering a rent, you know, you're just renting a space, every person that came in said, well, how many of your patients are you going to refer to me? How many patients are you going to give me? And I remember initially thinking like, well, I can understand that question. But then later in my career, I was like, well, as a clinic owner, like if it's a rent based, like how is that your job? Hmm. Yeah. So I think that is another reason clinic owners are having issues is because they hear from, you know, RMTs hear from maybe their instructors or maybe other therapists that like, you want to know how busy you're going to be. We've heard it on how many of our business meetups. Ask how busy I'm going to be. Ask how busy this clinic is. And clinic owners also have to be careful not to get their guard up the way I did in the reverse, not to get defensive about it too, because it could just be a question, right? They just say, we're a busy clinic, but ultimately put it back on them it's if they're going to be contractors in your case you're your employee base so you can say we're busy we have people waiting for you just come in but for rmts when you're going to an interview and you're asking these questions one really think about what the structure is like is it their job whose job is it to get the patients and if it is their job it's a legitimate I question feel like it's a dying art I don't know if it's like an old school professional work ethic type um, mindset mm -hmm. um, or I don't know what it is, but it's gone and <laughs> they come out and they, they just, they want it all. They want the moon and we didn't want to use the word entitled, but since it was brought up, <laughs> uh, we'll roll with that. I think, uh, I think they're, they're not seeing, and that's what we really want to bring to the table is how much goes into it on the other side. You know, if you're asking for 70%, 
yes, we're taking 30, but we're not taking 30. It's going to that pay 30 is going to pay for your workspace and, and, and doesn't cover it as a matter of fact. Yeah. You know, it, as much as you think, uh, oh, well, you know, you're making this off of me. You know, I'm in here working and you don't and, and we're not there beside you. Even that I think there's just sometimes. But you know, that, it's that, called a fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's called a fucking job. I, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened ah. in that understanding. Ah. Like somewhere that has gone uh, just poof like it they don't really you're here to do your job you are doing your job and so um to get a raise to get to 75 percent if that's what you're asking for now what have you done differently over the last year other than show up and yeah. and treat patients as you should you know it's, you it's to, very you have to prove yourself and also like it's a red flag to have this uh this split conversation right off the bat that aggressively like as the person yep. coming into work because if you're showing Showing me that you're like having all of these demands, but you haven't shown me what you're going to do yep. for it. To me, I'm already picturing this lazy work ethic yep. where I'm going to give you 70%, but you're only going to see, like I said, the three to four people a day because you're happy with that. Well, I'm not happy with taking 30% no. of you seeing three to four people a day. And of course you want yep. 70 because you're not seeing enough patients. You need more money. Right. And, but you don't want to work to see more yeah. patients. Like You don't want to come to I the think, fair. I think, I think a, lot of, a lot of people need to figure out how to negotiate well to create a, a, a win-win all the way around. There it is. We're Open that to it that. needs to be exactly. a win-win. We had it someone does. on our couch, Danielle. She is an awesome therapist. She's done a lot in her career, and her career started like this: working in working in a high-end spa downtown, and they were offering her whatever split. And she went to the spa manager and says, "Listen, if I can retain seventy percent of the people that come through these doors, can I get a higher percentage split?" And the manager's like, no one has ever negotiated like that. No one has ever brought it up like this. Well, why not? And the well, manager right. said, sure, go for it. And that's what she did. And she ended up with a higher split. And then she says, she still talks to the manager. So they say, she's like, no one has ever negotiated that. And that's never happened here since. But there was presented a solution a win -win. and a win-win. Because yeah. if I'm if I'm retaining 70%, then you, can hire you have to hire someone else because I can't take any new people anymore, right? Absolutely. And now so the spa is making more money. All the therapists are making. And I think that's, again, that's something that therapists and clinic owners need to realize. If one side is winning, every, like everybody, everybody has to wins. win. If if the therapist win. is busy, the clinic is winning from that because then they bring on more people. This was exactly what we said when we started to switch over the structure. And then there was a little there was some pushback and there was, you know, things that it, it comes down to uh performance indicators right right it comes down to that and that's the thing with a contractor that is missing there's so much that's missing in that model you know what there's the whole co concept of a performance review yeah. you know let's sit how down do and talk about how your you're performing because we can pump you with new patients but if you don't retain them yep. if you don't have this 70 percent retention you you're not trying to retain because you're just relying on us to be a new patient pumping machine you don't care and so so we're bringing the, these clients in the door and marketing and doing all of that footwork and they go out the door and they don't come back That's remember right. mark uh we did a podcast with a guy named mark, blind in mark? The, uh, i can't remember which mark it was now i'm having in trouble bookmark or it, blind mark um, i'm going to say mark the blind therapist yeah. yes it was he loves clinic ownership, he is a clinic owner in bc yeah. and he does these performance reviews with his contractors and he can he'll tell them 
of all the new patients last month, you got 60% of them. Mm -hmm. And he'll tell the person, I'm not happy about that. Mm -hmm. That means you're not retaining anybody else. I'm just giving you all the new people and you're not retaining them. And I was like, I hope all clinic owners are doing that because you need to show the therapist like, this is an issue. This is a problem. So yeah. if you want 70%, but you're not retaining any people, yeah. I'm giving you money and you're killing my business. And you got to right. be, and as a therapist working, That's you have right. to be fully understandable of that. Like I worked at a place, I'm not going to lie, I didn't give a shit about it yeah. because I was busy trying to build my own fucking education company and I didn't care. And every performance review, they're like, dude, come on. I'm like, I, I just didn't care. And they're like, we got to, you got to go. And I'm like, I know I got to go. I'm, I've been waiting for this phone call because I, <laughs> I know what I'm doing here and I'm just coming here to take a paycheck and that's not what you guys are looking for. So bad on you for hiring me, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> but good on you for recognizing this is the time to, to, to give me my, my walking papers. Can we, can we actually bring up right now? I feel like this is a good segue. Sure. How you and Finay met. Please because do. it was right around that time. It was right around that time. I interviewed you offered me a job as a massage therapist. This is way back. This is like 2000. This would have been, 16, I was 2016, 2016, 2017. Around there? I don't know. I don't remember when. 16, 17, I, yeah. I recruited you. <laughs> Sorry? I knew we recruited you, and we may have recently too by accident. Mm. Apologies. Yeah, but, uh, we had an interview. We sat down. So why didn't Take you Take your hat off. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't have Seriously, a mohawk at that I, time. The, 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 <laughs> I just yeah. can't. That was a long time ago, though. Like, 2000. Old man since. No, but I, you know, you know what? It might have been I even earlier. Really it was could. before I started working at that place. So December 2015, um, quit my, Mark quit my, his teaching, my job teaching job so that we could focus on Con Ed. But so we knew that we were both going to need clinic jobs. Yes, yeah, it would have because we opened February 2015. Yeah. But... Still, yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> no. Yeah. And so, what happened? How come you didn't take the job? No um, to be honest with you, it was it, it was, was the it was he just felt he was out of place there. It, it, yeah, I was a little out of place there, and it was the distance too, uh-huh. right? Because I just lived down the street from here. Yeah, and the place I ended up going to was just down the street from here. Right, but I wouldn't have lasted there anyway. Like I said, I was too busy trying to build this. Right. I was just looking for Things a, I was, I was looking for a yep. payday. But yeah, when, uh, when we saw the video, just, Mark's I'm like, I interviewed there. Like, Every time stop. I drive by, I'm like, hey. I, I, I I'm, there. Really gr- I'm really good <laughs> faces and I'm really str- I'm struggling to even think of how it's, it's okay. I'm very, the interview I'm, I'm, went. I'm, I'm unmemorable. No. <laughs> you know what? Which, which brings us to another topic of male therapists and how... We have had an abundance of male therapists, uh, well, not the abundance of them applying, but of the eligible candidates. Most of them have been male, mm-hmm. and we have no problem with that. We love it. We think it's everything is fair game. We have like just strong belief in our training, and I think it doesn't matter what type of therapist will end up happening, uh, even though females seem to want female therapists and so do you think there is discrimination against male therapists in the business yes and no yes there's discrimination against male therapists does that make it impossible for a male therapist to succeed absolutely not every male therapist i know is doing amazingly well yeah Absolutely. We we have our 100%. new hires have all been male therapists. We we don't care. We're happy to take on anybody who's professional, has skills, there's, like and there's, person, o- there's only one dude that I've ever met 
that really rode that fucking horse hard. I'm a man and therefore I can't get a job. They're just hiring me so I can fill in until they can hire a female. Like he was all over this. Yeah. I and, knew I knew one like that. And, and what like, used to piss me off was that whole thing about retention. He'd get all the new Because ones he would get all the new people away. and then he would blame the reason he wasn't busy on being a male. And I'm like, but dude, they like he had a very like masculine sounding name i was like dude they're booking with you in the first place meaning they didn't have a problem with a male they have yeah. a problem with you yeah. it's your personality yeah. Yeah. it is not at, at some being point a male. you got to sit back and go it's fucking me yeah now, i'm the one that's fucking this relationship up this yeah. is why people keep breaking up with me it's me it's yeah. got to come to you at some point but if it doesn't well then well exactly you know and even it's funny even women who think they're going to have an issue with it they truly are no. setting themselves up because we 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 had an interesting situation the other day at the studio where uh, we had one of our first complaints ever. And it, it was like, well, you know, nobody told me the therapist I was booked with. It sounded like it would might have been a female name and nobody told me that it was a male. Mm. And um, I got there and I think you should have said that up front when I was doing the booking. And I was just like, that's discrimination. Like, why would ask. we have any? Yeah, exactly. You, you should if ask. You, if you yeah, have yeah. A, a specific, most people would ask. Just like, you know, I have an allergy to the oil you use. I'm going to go in telling you don't use a certain oil with me because yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. If you have a preference, you should tell us. Um, and at the end of the day, she still wrote, uh, it was a fantastic massage and he was so professional, hmm. but they should have told me it was a male. It's just like, what? You you just they just proved your own thing. You know, you, you had a fantastic massage and it was great. And you thought he was so professional and so what are we talking about here people <laughs> some people's children some people's children yeah. that's all you can say <laughs> I like that yeah I'm going to use that more we just people that's, that's my hers. favorite that's saying that whenever I meet someone that I, like that makes me make that face you just made that one yeah, yeah. I'm like <laughs> Some people's children, yeah. you know, it's just some people. Well. Okay, so that's there's nothing to debunk there, huh? Just no, a, uh... no, I don't think so. I, there's always going to be people that have a preference, but yes, I mm -hmm. agree. The clients should say that up front because some reasons are very valid, and even if the reason is just you are yourself or sure. self conscious, like for example, I'm all about body positivity. I will say that up front. Like I, I don't on a day to day feel uncomfortable in my own body or whatever. Um, but I would say like five out of six of my closest friends could be fitness models. And this morning I got an email saying like, hey, we're planning a bachelorette, going away to a cottage with blah, blah, blah. And I was like, great. I'm going with all the fitness models. Fuck my life. I'm not going to eat for a year. And then I was like, no, nope, <laughs> out of that. Out, like, out sometimes of that. it's hard to, you know, even so even if your reason is just I'm uncomfortable showing my body in front of a male. Fine. That's a valid reason. Okay. You could that's have like going extra this. valid reasons of, you know, some kind of trauma or whatever abuse you don't want to find. Yeah, but, but, but you ask. you need to ask that yeah. I we're want... so accommodating yeah but... totally we we and we we were just we had this conversation with each other we're like should we be saying oh would you like to book with so-and-so but I he's a no. male I think no. I was just like I that so. we can't do no. that I think no not even about not yeah. even for discrimination I think like I, I've been vocal about my feelings on the uh, treatment of sensitive areas form I think just like that form saying something like that is putting an idea in somebody's head mm -hmm. yeah. well oh, should like I want to be with either? a female of course, I don't like that form. <laughs> that is making a situation that doesn't have to be awkward, awkward. Absolutely. So no, I don't like that form. But the yeah, I've worked at clinics where I hear the the reception staff saying, um, 
okay, would you prefer to see a male or a female? I'm like, why do you do that? Yeah. Get, likely they're afraid of the alternative. Yeah. And some clinics might want to do mm. that. Fine. But I, I would say the better way is just say, I've got this person available and this person available at this time. You know what yep. I mean? Like give the options. And if the person hasn't specified, I prefer a male, I prefer a female, then any therapist should be fair game. They're qualified. They're working Absolutely. in your clinic. They the should only be time game. I will do that here is when I'm like, I don't want a new patient. So yeah. when he they does call that up, all the time, they like they call up and, and then I'll be like, yeah, I'll be like, um, are, do you have a female prefer male or female preference? They're like, mm, never thought of that female. Yeah. I'm like, cool. You put it in their head. Let me see what Amanda has available. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was this one. I'll do that guy if I don't want to treat who somebody. Who has become a pretty good patient of mine? About two years ago, he called, and on our website, we've got separate numbers to book with us because we just have um we don't use this office phone like literally ever we just that have the patients call with the our cell phone yeah <laughs> we, don't, we don't know what to do with that we phone. don't even use it <laughs> so like most, like most people so we've got uh our cell phone numbers listed under our names and our pictures on our website so this guy went to the website and chose to call mark to book an appointment and when he called mark mark was like oh i'm i'm a little busy today he's like i can possibly see if amanda has anything or whatever and then at some point in the conversation, he said, well, it's up to you. Do you prefer a male or a female? One of us will call you back. And then he said, well, I, I guess the female then. So I called him back and he's now become That's my regular. Good. But he called you first. That's okay. You, yeah, I'll do that like, when I'm, I'm like, I don't want a new patient. So you guys are still treating. <laughs> I treat enough just to maintain my license. Yeah. And Actually, Mark just went I just inactive went, I, for next year. I'm going inactive. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've got a I've got a massive project that's sitting on my mind, and that's yeah. gonna that's gonna need a lot, a lot, a lot. We basically of time realized this morning I should have went inactive as well because it's gonna take up all of our time. So yeah. any if I hope none of my patients listen to this, but if you do, there's like five of you I can I still, maintain. I still, kept my, I still kept my kin active, but yeah, the yeah. RMT I, I for next year. Yeah, well, I I think in terms of also why it may be tough, and I've been I've just been thinking about it because it's a great question because i'm like yeah we did just sound like a unicorn didn't we that guy we had a we had a, a candidate that said that in an interview with us he's just like this sounds like a unicorn too, too i don't be believe true. it too good to be true uh but i think it's also tough because it's it's competitive the field is saturated mm. everybody has a clinic yeah. everybody we live in a we're we're lucky enough to live in a world where you can enterprise mm. and this is the dream you know to own your own business and uh there are a lot a lot of clinics and i think if you have a lot of clinics that are willing to offer 60 and 70 percent you a lot of people go into business for different reasons and mm -hmm. i think there's you know i i want to have my own hours as you said or i want to make you know i want to make my own schedule i want to be able to go and come as i please um if you have a business dream on top of a good clinic dream. I think there's some shame uh, out there in saying that you actually want to make money off of your business. Yeah, it's weird. I think there is weird. shame in that. Massage, and, we talk about that a lot. For whatever reason, massage therapists have this starving healer, martyr type of thing going on, and I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. There, there's shame in it. the fact that we actually want to 
make a profit off of how hard we're busting our that ass no like we i'm a healer <laughs> i should be doing it for free i yeah. said this the other day in one of the clips i'm like i know a dude he's a cardiologist he fucking saves lives yeah he saves lives he doesn't have a problem bringing in hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a fucking year okay? that's right that's <laughs> if he right. wants like healer syndrome he is a fucking healer he's yeah. bringing you back to life but he's living good too exactly and he he his children can go to the universities they want to and he could vacation where he wants to and so maybe there are some people out there who own clinics but they maybe don't have any business sense and they're not really in it for any type of profit so then they can put out those 60 and 70 percents all over the place and i think there are i think there are more clinics out there than not and so there's shame in clinics that aaron and i want to run that start that started and still is in that grassroots of, you know what? I want our community to do well. We have great care providers, mm-hmm. but we are killing ourselves. Like we have two children and a husband that probably want to throw us away any day now, like because we invest so much mm-hmm. into our business right. and you know what? That should be worth something to us. We're, we're working really hard. We actually do want to make a profit and I don't think there should be any shame in that. No, I totally no. So, but I think there is a little bit. And- yeah, because I, I feel like there are a lot of places that just end up hiring RMTs because there's overflow, yep. right? I started off as one person and now there's overflow. So right. I brought on somebody else and right. then they got a decent split because I just, I couldn't, it's either I, it's right. either I don't have these people service at all yep. or I give a fat percentage away and who cares because I'm just busy anyway. And then it just becomes anyway. the industry. Exactly. And then yep. and, and then it just snowballs and snowballs and snowballs. Totally. And I think that's where it's at. Yep. I think a lot of- desperate. And I've heard 80% being thrown out. Absolutely. Now. 80% I've seen minimums for days, like 300 bucks flat mm. rate per day. <laughs> minimum. In, in what minimum. other industry can you go to a job interview and say, okay, I would like $300 minimum today. Yeah. Whether I work or not. Right. So, And that, that was the other point I wanted to bring up when we were talking about splits was that I don't know in any other industry, world, interview, where can you go and what do you charge and what's what's the pay? Like yeah. before you even have a conversation. Mm, but in yeah. our industry, for some reason, that's okay to do. Are you guys not okay to talk about that? Just out of curiosity. No. I just find it a little bit. They're treating us like a commodity. Like it's too, it's too, it becomes too impersonal. To be mm. Yeah. Like you don't walk up to any other interview in a- anywhere. Yeah, and, and who are you? We don't know. Don't you don't know, know anything, anything about us. Right. We don't know about you. And you're just putting first that out there. Is, what's the split and how much do you charge? Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't yeah. come off good. First question. Yeah, it doesn't come well, off that, well. Well, I mean, that, that, that's got to happen in the conversation at it some does. point. Of course it has to First question, probably not. It would probably be like, hi, I'm Mark. Let's let's start there. Maybe they told me their name. But that's all. Let's get to know each other a little bit. And that's the other thing. Like when I was going for interviews, you know, 11 years ago or whatever, trying to find a place that I wanted to work at. Um, of course the money topic came up, but it was never the first thing on my mind. Cause I first wanted to figure out like, would this even be a place I want to work? Yeah. Would I fit in here? What's the vibe I'm getting? Like, you know, we would have a conversation, get to know each other a little bit. Right. And then of course the money stuff is discussed at some point, but yeah, I think it has become very backwards. I do, yeah. I don't think it's happening that it, well, in our experience it's not happening that way so much. I think know? the only thing people need to decide. And when we teach business, we always Think, we always try to encourage people to do some self-awareness and figure out, do you want to be an employee? Right. Do you want to be a subcontractor? Do you want, you know, where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years, whatever? And if 
if the tra- trajectory of your career is going to be clinic ownership, okay, what do you need to do to get there? If you want to be the guy that shows up, does your work and goes home, what do you need to do to get there, right? And where do you, you need to go? Where do you need to go to have that job? Because like everywhere I've worked like that, that's what I went. I, I never went somewhere to think I'm going to be here long term. Every place that I worked as a massage therapist, it was literally, I'm going to do this now to pad my pocket and yep. that way I can go do what I really want to do, right? But everywhere I went to work at, they knew that that's what I was up to. Yeah. So they were happy that I came in, I serviced the people, I stayed. I have an expiry date of four or five years tops and then I got to go anyway, right? Yeah. And then when I leave, I leave and, the, and everyone's happy for it. We, I came, I got what I wanted, you got you what you wanted for that short term time. But I think you guys have, I think, think you can tap into the group of people that end up going to Massage Addict because what you guys sure. offer is way better than Massage Addict. You guys, well, I, or it's similar. I mean, the only thing that you offer differently, to be honest with you, is the collaboration in terms of let's all get together and let's look at cases and everything else. Because yeah. places like Massage Addict, they do have like a continuing education allowance and all the rest of it. Yeah. So that's the type of person but that I think- But it's a little more isolated than what it sounds like you guys have. You yeah. really do have more of a collaborative it's, environment. You guys are, yeah. you guys are for that person that wants to have that, 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 that busy work schedule that can have a consistent income come in and then I'm guaranteed that I'm going to learn shit. I'm just not yeah. going to go and show up, do my job, you know, rub some people up. You know what I mean? Yes. Rub some people up and then get paid. And then get paid. Yes. Truly real professional still, but yeah. with the ease of being an employee was the benefit of our offering. And, and we asked that in our interviews. Where do you see yourself in five or 10 years? Because to right. us, that stuff is important. You know, we want them to know where they're going and if they're a good fit mm-hmm. and to see team. if we can help them along there we're, we're not yeah. going to hate on anybody that eventually wants to be uh self-employed or do their own thing right. but we want to have an idea because we, we we get it but we you know we want to know up front you know we, we want to see are we going to be able to help you develop to the professional you are aspiring to be or where you want to be uh and is it going to be a win-win yeah, is yeah. It, that is for for sure everything we're trying to find out i mean we 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 screen we asked them to do videos before we even get to the first step of the interview we've changed it up since then mark mm. since i saw you in 2016 i did meet you yeah. you were in a massage i met you when you came out of your massage <laughs> <laughs> the name really stuck with me but i wasn't sure if it was your name because i see you all over the podcast yeah that's true Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. I was going to say, I can't believe that you've got to be like the only person with that last name other than like your parents and your brother. <laughs> I was just like, was he my patient? <laughs> the name, yes, the last name is definitely uh, a familiar one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah we, we try to screen on multiple levels to make sure that it is a right fit for everybody. And we put it out there. You know, our interview questions uh, are, we send five, you need to send us a video. And that also gives us a level of whether you're serious what or not. What goes in this video? What, what do I got to do? They are. They are. What do I got to do in this video? Yeah. <laughs> you. Well, you just have to answer five questions. You know what? What are the questions? Are you guys cool to? Uh, it's yeah. Up to you. Yeah. What are the what questions? Made you choose a profession? Yeah. What can you bring to our team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Why should we choose you? Uh, and 
There's one more, but I can't remember. Mm. I have to look somewhere. Yeah, anyway, just yeah, getting the vibe and seeing if they're serious because if not, they're not going to do the video. That's right. Because like, oh, this happens for sure. Like when Pan Am came and you were volunteering to do Pan Am games, they're like, you have to send in an interview. You got to send, you got to do a video. Oh. And I got, I got to that section. I'm like, fuck this. Oh. I don't care. I don't care to do this that bad. But then yeah. I end up getting a call to to like, hey, come come do stuff. I'm like, I didn't do the video. They're like, who cares? Just who cares? We need you just, anyway. Just, just come. <laughs> but I, I got to that point. I'm like, I don't want to do this that bad that I'm yes. gonna fucking do a video. So I, I and those are the people fine. we want because in the end, like it's a digital world now, right? Yeah, for like, sure. We need people who are willing to be on camera and be on our Facebook and our Instagram. Would you guys hire yourselves? I would. Absolutely. Would you apply to your own job? Yeah. I still feel like there's this tinge of like hatred on the employee status. I think I don't it's. Know why. I don't think. I think it's fabulous. I mean, if if I was getting paid hourly enough that made sense, then yeah. I'd be like, "This is great." What are you talking the about? Benefit. Benefit. Of- I for EI yeah. <laughs> vacation pay just for all the just as, for all the status as of- a mother now at like. All of these things I didn't have when I got pregnant, like you right. said, being able, I mean, I, I ended up paying into EI and whatever, but I mean, I did all things on my own, right? I think that I would love the opportunity to be an employee and have like sick days and vacation days and have EI, EI and and yeah. being able to budget. Like, fuck, yes. adulting is so yes. fucking hard yes. already. Yeah. And being able <laughs> to know exactly what you're bringing home every month and well, being able to that, budget. Because yeah. that is the biggest pull people for most people that end up working how... at a chain. It's like, I want to know how much I'm going to be yeah. making But yeah, I hear somebody, so the, the chain review, so <laughs> uh, we were chatting with our, uh, who's that lady that helps us on our, indeed whatever we call her or the rep the that helps lady. us with yeah the indeed lady yeah. and she was trying to show us how to set up our page with indeed so that people could see what we're about without having to i guess go and google us afterwards mm. and she gave the massage addict uh example, example right. and i guess employees are able to leave reviews on how much they love working there there's and a lot of negative empl- uh, negative reviews tons we but did a anybody podcast. No, anybody else can it. read through that shit though like the people who are leaving reviews most of the time are the people are that are disgruntled. disgruntled yes for sure i don't see why that's what do you guys option. pay per hour mark <laughs> i know she's like don't ever ask me that I knew it was coming. I was I was about to ask you, okay, like, take, what I'll, do you think is a fair yeah, hourly rate? I'll take it out. I'll what do you out. feel is a, a fair hourly rate? I don't know, rate? man. If, if basically a massage... A physiotherapist or a chiropractor that's working by hour typically makes anywhere between thirty and forty-five an hour. Okay, right? That's that's typically what I'd I'd imagine a physiotherapist or a chiropractor make, making if they're getting paid hourly. We're absolutely more we're competitive, right? So absolutely. I would I would imagine that a massage therapist would be paid along similar lines. Absolutely, absolutely. Now now consider mm-hmm. I know we're gonna have this huge outrage, right? Massage therapists think that they make eighty dollars an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's what but take off your tax exactly take off your cpp yep take off your ei and take off your hsd that you owe yeah and we're right in the same let's cut let's, but it's all let's taken cut this off exactly you. and take off the cancellations that you get that you yeah. don't get paid for and the 15 minutes in exactly. between that no you don't get i paid for. i i don't think there's anything wrong i'm with the, i'm with you guys scenario. for sure do you remember way back like i'm talking 2013 when we first started teaching business yep. we've since taken this out because it's a little but i did a whole slide showing people those numbers because mm. again people keep ha- like splits my, split, my friends split. used to say this to me it means if there was ever a time where they would say like oh you know like we're planning a trip to vegas 
ideas. If I would dare say like, oh, I can't really afford that right now. They'd be like, you make $100 an hour. I'm like, do you really fucking think that? Do you really (laughs) think that? No, I charge $100 an hour. I'm like, let's now take away, like you said, take off the HST. Now let's take off the CPP, then the income tax, and there's overhead and blah, 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 blah. And so I remember having this slide in one of our business courses and coming down and saying, I barely make more than a nine, a typical nine to fiver. This is what you make. That's this is what you make. Like yeah. this is reality. Yeah. And most self-employed RMTs that truly know their numbers understand that, yes. that you don't, you don't make 80 to a hundred bucks Perhaps an hour. Perhaps that's why I get so defensive about it because I don't think they do know that. And they come to us no, going, that's like so that. low. And then we feel like we have to explain ourselves. Um, but mm. it's the truth. It's the cold heart. Truth. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. So when I'm paying CRA in hourly as a massage, yeah, when I'm paying CRA thirteen thousand dollars, when I'm paying CRA thirteen thousand dollars, and you employee RMTs don't have to pay CRA thirteen thousand dollars, yay! Now you know why. Yeah. <laughs> See, and this is another reason why, because I have friends that own clinics, and they're like, "Oh, I'm looking for physio. Should I do a split?" I'm like, "No, you paid that fucking physio per hour because this is typically what they make per hour, and you can fucking fill that physio you." make money like crazy paying a physio per hour and they're like but i have to pay that out i'm like you don't understand let's think bigger picture right now you gotta be able to exactly this is what it's all about and in the business side of it yeah 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 and which goes back to what you said as well which stage has been set with the saturated field of clinics with people who truly don't understand how to run business mm. and and so they're they're they have they end up hiring contractors for overflow yep. or because they just want to um you know exactly have bodies in there to to take over to take over the overflow of patients so they have uh no real vision for not not have budgeted it out they go okay you can have that or it or it covers their overhead so they get really happy so but then there's still another third in business you know which is wages right so you know you use you still they they hire to take overflow and then once once they're once they realize oh my goodness they can cover my rent then maybe they're happy enough and that's okay Mm. we're not judging anybody who wants to have a business for those reasons but because maybe there's a lot of those out there it's hard to stay for competitive mm-hmm. people think yeah. what are you talking about i can go up the street and earn 70 percent, and you're yeah. offering me this 70 like, percent of what 70 percent of what percent is the number it's mark the with new though. grads it's, it's not so, even 60 it's, it's so 70 like there was one place that i was at and um initially i i wanted 70 i'll give the backstory i was there for a while and i was busy as hell And I initially started out on a rental-based agreement and then things were changing and I was going to walk away because I couldn't put in the time at this place anymore. I wanted to be a part-time therapist. And so she suggested, she didn't want to lose me. What if we go off of a split? And so I felt I had proved myself. So I was like, you know how busy I am. Like I'm always fully booked with a wait list. I'm fully booked like six to eight weeks out. Like I want a 70%. And she goes, I'm going to start you at 65. If you maintain what you've been doing, then we go to 70, yeah. right? And I was like, okay. Yeah. So we, we put a time stamp on it. In three months, we come back and revisit this. If you're making the money that you want to make as the clinic owner, and I'm showing that I'm still as busy and I still care as much, even though now I don't have the financial risk, then I get my 70%. But it's never just like, as Mark said, walk in and I want, yeah, it's weird. I want 70%. I 70% of what? I don't think you guys <laughs> will have a difficult time. I think, I think no, some. No, uh, we don't. 
thank no, you. No, I really think I really think something's <laughs> going to roll through your space pretty soon. Yeah, and it's yeah, not thank even you. you know just to we're get trying back to, to stay that, positive. Uh, that whole recruitment journey. Uh, you know, we're not just posting jobs and being like, "Come to us." Right. We spend hours daily recruiting, like out reaching out mm-hmm. to people, finding them, creeping them all over the place, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, complete mm-hmm. creeps. Yeah. <laughs> and now I have my receptionist on it. It's insane. It's actually a full time job. Yeah, yeah. I had someone call me. Just by the way, I'm sure you guys don't do this, but I had someone call me from a clinic, and it was the receptionist, and she said, "Oh, we're I'm from so and so clinic. We are uh, trying to hire RMTs right now. I see that you're in Scarborough." Are you looking for some part-time work? And so I just asked some questions. I was like, okay, so are you looking for somebody as an employee? Are you looking off for a split, a rental, whatever? Um, what does the, what do they charge? Like, I started just asking questions because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. if you're yes, calling yes. me and recruiting response. me, yeah. I would assume that you can at least give me some details. And if it sounds appealing to me, let's set up an interview, right? I didn't go right away to like, how much am I going to make? I was just like, okay, is this, are you looking for an employee? Or are you looking for a subcontractor? I don't know. Are you? <laughs> that was the answer. <laughs> Oh, no, Melody's more prepared than this. Yeah. Melody's more prepared. I asked like I four or five yeah. questions and then she said, maybe it's better if I talk to the clinic owners and get back to you next week. She never called me back. Maybe yeah. you should have done that before you dialed <laughs> my fucking I'm number. Exactly. <laughs> no, Melody. The clinic ownership. You, how can you do that? Yeah, how can you, you not? so unprofessional. She just sent that girl into the landmine. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, didn't, didn't give her any weapons. Like, yeah. And we I were... was very friendly. Somebody else might not have been. Yeah, I, was I don't like, think I would have You literally been know nothing. Have like, been. you called me and you know nothing. Do you know where you work? Are you <laughs> being held hostage? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you need help? <laughs> yeah, I would, I would not have been nice on that. I felt for her because I'm like, she was, as you said, she was thrown into the landmine. She didn't go there on her own free will <laughs> no that's terrible see because is... my, my can we can we play this out can i be you okay. can you call me can you call me sure yeah hello hi amanda uh, hello, hello. <laughs> do i sound like that uh we are recruiting rmts for a clinic in scarborough are you looking for any part-time work i don't know uh tell me a little bit about your clinic where is it located? What type of patients do you see? How? What uh, type of hours uh, are you looking uh, for? Uh, 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 I'm, I'm not sure. You're not sure? <laughs> so if you're not sure, then who's I supposed to know you, this information? I watched you do this to an associate at an electronics store in a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I, go to, I go to buy a webcam and I ask the guy, I'm like, does this... Does this can this screw on to a, um, a tripod? He's like, I don't know. I look at him. I'm like, you don't know. So who is supposed to know? Between right. the two of us, yeah. you work here in this department. Oh, no, no. Before you got that rude, you did have one nicer request. He said, you don't know. He, he doesn't goes, know. I said, goes, can, so we, can, can we you, open the box? Can you open the see? box and yeah. I can take a look? He's yeah. like, no, I can't do that. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. You work here and you're you're in this department. Like, who is supposed to know this information? Me or you? Right. He's like, well, you can always buy it and return it. I'm like, no, no, awesome. no, no, no. I don't want to go to the parking lot, open it up, and now have to come back here and stand in customer service. So I asked him very nicely. I said, what do you propose as the solution here? What do you (laughs) propose as the solution for information that you are supposed to have that you don't know? How do you propose we make this work? He's like, oh, you just have to buy it. And he walked away and I was like, how about I just open it here? (laughs) But I wasn't nice. I tore open the fucking box like a madman. Oh, I hate that shit. No pride in the job, man. And then me, the diplomatic one. I hate that shit. He's like 20 years old. It doesn't matter. Working a part-time job. It's like the other time I went to go buy some other shit and like there was no one in the department. I'm standing there going, can 
somebody help me here, please? And then this lady comes up. She's like, oh, well, the person in the department's not here. I'm like, can you help me? She's like, no, I can't. I'm like, well, this is a problem. Like, you propose a solution to We're this problem. Solutions. And you know what? That's what, you know whose problem that really is? Is that whoever owns that store. Yeah. Because they did those it. people. And that's where, it's the same in our field. No one does their fucking job. Nobody. Nobody does their job. Yeah. And when they do it, they do it so fucking poorly. It this was the last me. conversation we had before we left home to come here today. It baffles me. And now he's wired up again. Yeah. Because yeah. we were we were just noticing when we were doing school drop off this morning about unfortunately the staff at the school just not doing their job. Like I'm not in even the nice last anymore. in the last week I have witnessed three parent fights. And yes, the parents are being idiots. Like I'm not putting that blame on the school, but the principal we used to have at this school would be out there and these parent fights would never happen because he's monitoring, like there's certain no parking zones. So he would just tell the parents, you can't park here. Sorry, you got to move your car, whatever. Now- they're, the new it's principal man. doesn't ever come out. And so parents are screaming at each say, other for the parking lots. <laughs> I want to go up to that guy. I would yeah. be like, hey, man, you work here? I got a question for you. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I want to ask him. I'm like, hey, hey, yo, I know who he is. But I want to be like, hey, man, dude, yeah, you. Do you work here? I got a couple questions. You a teacher? What do you, what do, you do here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking guy. What do you want RMTs to know about when they're looking for jobs, about the other side of clinic ownership, something, anything that we haven't said already? What's the bottom line end piece that you're like, guys, this this is really what the deal is and this is why we're doing what we're doing or this is why we're asking for things the way we're asking for and this is why I think maybe you're unreasonable with certain things. I think we mentioned a lot of mm-hmm. it but if we just need to list it off I think truly yeah. I mean just consider what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. Consider uh, what is on the other side of that. Um, you know perhaps you don't want to take on the risk of owning your own shop but you need to work somewhere and these people are taking on all the risk. We have agreements, we have tons of responsibility, and a lot of work that goes into it too that's not paid for either. Mm. So, you know, when you consider that 30% that we're getting or whatever it may be, um, just know that it's really going towards a wonderful place for you to work Mm. and the clients that are paying you. So, absolutely, absolutely. The commitment uh, that you know, know what you want, know whether you think you are going to be self-employed mm. and look into what that takes. Um, understand the tax codes, understand um, what business is run. It's a third, a third, a third. There's things that uh, there's overhead, there's wages, there's profit to be made. And mm. um, we are not martyrs in this. We are putting a lot of work into making a comfortable environment for you and for our clientele. And uh, specifically to Aaron and I, we are business owners who live up to our promises. We, uh, When we decided to change this whole structure, we did not have full-time reception we had part-time reception and we decided to put performance indicators in place a lot of things that were going to help us objectively say you know what you can make this much money you know what we can show you structures where you you want to make more money then here is how and we and they didn't like these little trackers that they had to do things that were going to help us understand our our numbers more and we said you know what you're not going to have to do this because once we understand our numbers better and we're going to be able to grow the business in a way we're going to have full-time reception. You watch and you won't have to do these trackers anymore. Did this and all, we did. Did this all come from your business coach? The, 
to the suggestion to change yes yeah yeah for sure and uh and and we did we got we, did. we, we got the full-time now. reception yeah. we have melody nice they've that we've taken a responsibility off of them that they didn't want to have and you know it was really nice to feel celebrated by our staff the other day they they're so lovely to us like they're just like you know what we see how hard you guys are working nice. we know you guys want us to uh excel and you're doing a lot of stuff for us too it's not just if whatever you think is just going in Aaron's eye pocket, it's not. So I think people forget too, when you're an employee, it doesn't mean there's no opportunity for growth. Of course. Right. right. I think that is a, is another mental block that therapists mm-hmm. have is yeah. that, Oh, if I'm being offered, let's say it's $40 an hour. You're done. That yeah. doesn't mean you're nope. making $40 an hour forever. That nope. doesn't mean there's no opportunity for bonuses or for raises or for whatever. The whole point is like any other profession, yeah. you s- go in, you work, you showcase your ability, you do the hard work, and you will be recognized for it. And this is a clinic that's run by two people who've already put in the work. They understand you, mm. right? Yeah. This is not like a corporate structure where the person who's calling the shots hasn't been you. That's right. That's right. Maybe not even a therapist at all. You know, that yeah. we have some people who've come over to us uh, that worked at clinics and the owners are not therapists. Right. They have no idea what what world they are working in. Right. And we do. So there is opportunity for growth. And we do say that at the interview too, you know, as as we get busier and our revenue per hour can go up, so can yours, you know? And yeah, it's yeah. just it's just it is what it is. So that's yeah. And know know what you're getting, as Aaron said, know what you want, as Finesse said. And sometimes you need to actually Take a step back out of what you think you know about being an employee, being a subcontractor, because as Finay said, there's a lot of people who are subcontractors that actually don't even understand their own business and understand their own numbers. So you might be a subcontractor thinking that you're making all this money when you take all of your deductions. I mean, simple. Do your taxes. Actually look at your income. But I think that those are the people who don't consider it either. They're not considering all the split and all the information that comes with it, but they're also not looking at their taxes in a way mm. that they're just not. They don't care about any of it. They want the higher number. They want the yeah. higher income without the work. Gives their contact info. That way, if anyone's listening, they're like, oh yeah, anybody want a job? I know a place. Like a sweet place. <laughs> Thank you. Toast. Thank you so much. East York Massage and Physiotherapy Studio, nestled in the wonderful community of East York, Old East York. Um, uh, we're on O'Connor, 1557 O'Connor Drive, close to Victoria Park. And uh, you can visit our website, www.eastyorktherapy.com or give us a shout anytime. And if you want to speak to the wonderful Melody. Yeah, she's at 416-285-1777. Social platforms you want to give out? Yeah, we are on Instagram under East York Therapy. We are on Facebook, East York Massage and Physiotherapy Studio. We want to say you guys have an awesome thing going here too. That we yeah. were, we were. I've never seen my work husband like this before in my life. Like <laughs> she, I, I, I have no idea who this person is. She just just jump right out there. So you obviously created an awesome environment for this, and it's really, <laughs> oh, thank really, you. really. This was fun. Right well, on. I'm glad you guys reached out, and it was uh, probably fun for Mark to see you guys again. When they <laughs> been a long time. I hate that so much. I love it. It's no idea. Every time I drive by, I'm like, I went for an interview there. He pointed out your clinic to me the other day. Yeah, small world. Small world. Small world. So don't do shit you ain't supposed to do because you're going to get caught. Small, small fucking That's right. Right on. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone. Peace.